Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host and friend, Reverend Sean McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenet that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. 
all faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of my Ryrie Study Bible, and you may use any Bible you wish. I have had many spiritual experiences and help in this world and to my Heavenly Father, and in gratitude, we have ongoing Bible readings, and we're making our way straight through the Bible, and I'm very happy about that. I'm just focused on being my real self and just bringing the message given to me, and that is all. I have no axe to grind and nothing else going on. I just want to read the Bible on Sunday morning. Calling number this morning is 619-924-9744, and Sacred Sunday airs every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The opening music was by Save Vocal Group, the Northern Native uh, Angels by Save. Uh, it's a CD you can get on Save.org. Or you can go on Facebook, and um, they do live shows. You can connect with them there. You can listen to them for free on YouTube. And they also have a CD uh, on Amazon. It's like that kind of music, which I do. So let's bow our heads in together and let's say our sacred prayer for this morning. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for saying that prayer with me. Uh, we pray for all Christians being persecuted worldwide. The freedom to, of worship and lives are in great jeopardy. When we first started saying this prayer, Heavenly Father, uh, all the news wasn't out about all this, but now we know that it is true, and these things are going on daily. Those whose lives were taken for distorted and evil reasons, we believe they've become martyrs and pray for us now in heaven. We pray for all those suffering from violence or any abuse here and abroad, and we pray for those who are sick in mind and body, that they get well, and that those who are lonely and uncomforted, We pray for them that they get the help and the hope that they need. And we want to ask God to forgive us for our sins. And we pray for those who are suffering from domestic violence in their own homes and freedom from addiction of all kinds. And please, God, help people that uh, need a job and also help people, God, that need the healing that your Holy Spirit can give them. And please, God, send our my mighty Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect all of us and all the angels to watch over everyone. Our prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals that can't speak for themselves that they be treated with kindness. We also pray for wisdom of our president and the rest of the policymakers and that they have many decisions to make and that we are praying for all countries of problems of suffering worldwide. We want to thank you, God, for everything you have given us. And we also thank you, God, for everything we ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow and mature under his care. That we have faith, we have faith to keep going no matter what and never give up anybody. I just want to remind everybody never to give up. Just keep going and have faith in God. Everyone in your family is in my prayers and we ask in Jesus' name that those who have passed from us rest in peace and God bless everybody. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we also... Pray for those and uh, that we have peace in the world, uh, that those for soldiers, that they come home safely. And we pray for the families and everybody else that has losses. And um, we ask that again in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Okay, I want to wish a happy birthday to anybody that's having a birthday today for the birthday babies. Uh, God bless you, and we wish you well in every way, and may you have a prosperous and wonderful year ahead. And um, if you're alone for your birthday, just remember you're never alone. God's angel has a special angel, I believe, to watch over everyone. Um, so we're going to go on to First uh, Timothy chapter 2 today. And um, Paul is actually uh, now talking about good behavior for Christians. And uh, because Paul is OG, we're going to listen to him. Because he's old school apostle. And I listen to him, even though sometimes he says things that are a little bit hard for me to swallow as a woman, if you get what I mean. Anyway, so I'm going to go on and read um, the uh, summary of today's chapter 2, First uh, Timothy. And uh, this is the summary, separate but unequal, I guess. Paul's ready to start dishing out some guidelines for good Christian behavior. First, prayer is good. Pray for everyone, even non-Christians, especially kings and other guys in positions of authority. That will go a long way to smoothing over the Christian relations with the Roman Empire. Besides, Paul says, God wants everyone in the world to be saved. Jesus died to help the entire world get closer to God. And he won't be happy until he's got 100% participation down here on earth. That's why God bothered to appoint Paul as apostle to the Gentiles in the first place, to lead everyone, no matter who they are, to Jesus. So who should do this praying? Well, can pray anytime, anywhere. They can lift up their hands and make joyful noise where God totally digs it. Ladies, unfortunately, on the other hand, don't get as much freedom. And this is the part I was talking to you before. Women folks should always dress modestly. No getting dolled up with their hair braids and gold and pearls and fancy clothes. It seems Paul thinks the devil was Prada too. Anyway, also, don't teach anyone to try to have authority over a man. Just concentrate on being meek and submissive and everything will be fine. Why are all the rules for the ladies? Well, it all goes back to Genesis. God made Adam first and Adam also wasn't the one who got fooled by the snake. It was Eve. Uh, has Paul read Genesis lately? <laughs> anyway, even, but even though a woman did have a bad deed gone way back then, ladies today can save themselves by having from, by having lots of babies and raising them upright. Oh, and by staying meek and modest and not worrying about their pretty little heads about voting or anything like that. Uh, unfortunately, this was by Smoop this morning, <laughs> and there are Harvard students that I guess got a little peeved when they were doing the uh, summary for this uh, today's Bible reading. Oh well. Anyway, so I will continue uh, praying and being a person. And um, I do listen to Paul, and I I do believe in modesty. Anyway, however, I will not stop talking uh, only if God wants me to. And let's go ahead and start reading First Timothy chapter two. First of all, then I urge entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that they may lead a good and tranquil, quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But there was one God and one mediator, also between God and men, and the man Christ Jesus gave himself as a ransom for all and a testimony given at the proper time. For this is appointed a preacher 
and an apostle. I am telling the truth and I'm not lying. As a teacher of the Gentiles and the faith and the truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. And now he goes on to talk about women in church. Nine, likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modesty, discreetly, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly garments, but rather by means of good works, as it is proper for women to make it a claim to godliness. A woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness. But I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. For it is Adam who was created, and then Eve, and it was not Adam who was de- deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into great transgression. But the women will be preserved through the bearing of children, and they continue in faith and love to sanctify with self-restraint. Okay, let's read the notes now. King, since Miss Nero was in power at this time, interesting, 2-4, who desires an expression of God's wish, not his decree, since not all will be saved because they refuse to believe. And then 2-5 was one mediator. All other mediators were ruled out in bringing God and man together. Jesus mediates through his death on the cross. 2-6, ransom, a substitute payment. Christ's death on our in our place, the prepositional prefix on this word means substitution and uh, paid for ransom for all. And it says men. The word means males uh, who are in need of a public prayer, lifting up holy hands, a common posture of prayer and, re- and representation of the purity of life that is necessary for proper fellowship and prayer. Without the wrath and dissension, when these attitudes are present, prayer is impossible. Proper clothing. Respectable and honorable apparel reflects a godly woman's inner life. Elaborate interweaving of the hair with gold and pearls is discouraged. And orderliness, not ostentation, was the was the standard. The good works that will be there are garment. And then it says, I do not allow women to teach. Women are not to assume the office of teacher in the church, even though they are in, in the church. Women may teach as long as they do not usurp a place of leadership and authority of men in the church. Older women are specifically entrusted with teaching young women. The injunction is based on the relationship of man and woman in the original creation. Paul is not saying that Adam was blameless, but that Eve being deceived and taking leadership from Adam for reasons of women not assuming the office of teacher. This office in the church involves authoritative teaching of doctrine. Um, but in my church, they do have teach- women are teachers. I'm sure in many churches. But anyway... 2.15 mean preserved through the bearing of the children. This means that brought safely through the childbirth, safe through the birth of a, a child, Christ Jesus the Savior, or that a woman's greatest achievement is found in her devotion to her divinely ordained role to help her husband and to help children and to follow a faithful, chaste way of life. And I do understand all that, but then it comes into question, what about women that don't have children? So anyway, um, even I told you when I first started reading this that I had a serious problem with Paul in the past. I don't have that anymore because I feel like Paul is one of the original gangsters, and he's going to say what he wants. And then I'm going to go about believing in God and never, ever giving up no matter what. And that's the way I feel. I'll keep praying, and I'll keep teaching as long as I can. And uh, we're just reading this together. And uh, we ask in Jesus' name to bless us and help us to keep carrying on the good work.
And now I'm going to find a story to read for us in our faithful, faithful, faithful guidepost. And uh, let's see. I'm going to try to find one I haven't read yet. Um, Hold on a minute, please. I hope your day is going, or evening is going very well. And I want to thank all of you who listened to me in archives. I want to thank you so much for being there. And, you know, just moral support of uh, of um, our ministry here. I did not know it was my ministry. I just felt like I was uh, uh, wanting to read the Bible and share it with you guys. And somebody said, well, that is your ministry. I said, well, okay. But anyway, thank you for supporting us by listening. And uh, I really appreciate that. So anyway, I have a little story here. It's called Bubba by Bert Complis, uh, Douglasville, Pennsylvania. I was about five when I first realized that what Bubba, Yiddish for grandmother, was not on good terms with mom. Whenever dad drove us to Harrisburg, PA, to visit mother, it had always been the same story. If Bubba spoke to mom at all, her words were clipped and cold. And then on one visit, mom and Bubba were washing the, the dinner dishes when a teacup slipped out of mom's hands and shattered on the floor. A look of disdain clouded Bubba's broad face. Molly, she grumbled, you never were good enough for my son. Wow. I was shocked. How could Bubba talk like that? My eyes welled with tears as I watched Mom bite her lip and look at Dad. He was red-faced and wordless, but my grandfather's eyes blazed at Bubba. You apologize to Molly, grandfather demanded. Bubba, a large woman who dwarfed my short, wiry grandfather, merely folded her arms and pursed her lips stubbornly. Our visit ended abruptly, but not before my grandfather steered me down the steps to a small apartment to his grocery store below. He slid open the door at the back of the candy case. Here, Bert, take one, he said, as if sweetness could prove the bitter aftertaste of Bubba's outburst. I shook my head, then relented, selecting a cherry salvo. I was still rolling around in my mouth and resisted the urge to bite into it as we drove home. Mom must have been doing the same thing with Bubba's words, rolling them around in her mind and fighting the urge to complain to Dad. About the time I finally crunched the salvo, Mom blurted out, Ike, why didn't you say something? Dad didn't answer. He only gripped the steering wheel with a little tighter and drove a little faster. At last, Mom cried out. So what is what do you think to you think too? I'm not good enough. It was nearly thrown off the back seat when Dad slammed the brake pedal and swerved to a stop to shoulder the road. How can you say that, Molly? He grasped in her hand. I know I'm only a third grade education when I came to this country. Mom sobbed. I know I had to sew in a sweatshop to support my family. I know you're your mother's favorite son. But does that make me not good enough, Ike? My father's face, usually so stern and softened. Are you through? He asked quietly. Mom nodded, rummaging in her pocketbook for a tissue. Their eyes finally met, and Dad kissed his fingertips and touched them softly to Mom's lips. I knew things were all right again. But I also knew how Dad felt, torn between two women, he loved the most in the world and not wanting to hurt either one. The next time he went to Harrisburg, Mom insisted on waiting in the car while he visited with Bubba. I'm staying with Mom, I declared loyally. Go with your father, Bert, Mom ordered. All right, I said, giving in, but I'm not speaking to Bubba. Bubba pretended to be disappointed that Mom wasn't with us. When she smiled and spread her huge arms wide for me, my resolve evaporated. I melted, all the while feeling like a traitor. But what five-year-old can resist a grandmother's hug? And my dad and my grandfather went downstairs to the store. 
almost to, uh, kids asked her why she didn't love my mom. She refused to answer. But you love me, don't you? I persisted. Bubba put her into her lap. Sure I do, she said fiercely. Well, if you love me, why can't you be nice to mom? Bubba shrugged. It's different, she said. You're too young to understand. Then Dad came upstairs and said it was time to leave. Not long after, Bubba took ill and had a severe case of the flu. Stubborn as always, she refused to go to the hospital or stay any of the children nearby. My grandfather had his hands working for 12-hour days tending the store, so my dad offered to bring Bubba to recuperate with us in the home of her favorite son. To my surprise, Mom agreed. My stomach nodded at the prospect of the two of them under one roof. That next day, Dad followed Bubba into the house, carrying a battered brown valise and a large paper bag, and he put the bag on the kitchen table. What's this, Mom asked. I brought my own food, Bubba, punctuating her statement with a series of hacking calls. Mom emptied the bag of the contents, a large jar of pickle, another sauerkraut, six cans of store-bought chicken soup. This isn't food for a sick person, Mom said, glancing to Mrs. Missy at Bubba. The tension between them made my knees weak. Lord, I prayed desperately. Please let them get along just now for once. I'll let Bubba get settled in the guest room, he and Dad interjected quickly, taking my grandmother by the arm. She's not eating this, this food, Ike, Mom called after her. I will too, Bubba coughed. I don't want her dying in my house, and I wouldn't dream of it, Molly. <laughs> Both of you enough, Dad shouted, pulling Bubba up from the stairs. When he returned, he took Mom aside. You've got to try to show my mother respect when she's in this house, he whispered hoarsely. Red faced and silent, muttering a prayer, Mom swept aside Bubba's groceries and went to work herself, chopping, slicing, preparing a big pot of her homemade chicken soup. While the glorious concoction bubbled and simmered on the stove, she baked a fresh load of chala, a sweet braided bread she usually made for Sabbath. When it was all done, she fixed a tray with her best china and carried up to Bubba. There was something almost defiant about her as she climbed the stairs. I tiptoed behind her and watched Mom's silent hand Bubba the tray. There was a long, nerve-wracking pause before Bubba croaked for me, and Mom didn't answer. Instead, she briskly smoothed the covers of Bubba's bed and left. Downstairs, I asked Mom why she had gone to such trouble for Bubba. I thought chala and soup was best just for Fridays. I mean, Bubba wasn't even nice to you. That doesn't matter, Bert, she said. You still your father's, she's still your father's mother, and she's still my guest. And that's how we'll treat her. Apparently, that's what God wants. Later, I went up to get Bubba's dishes. Isn't Mom's chicken soup the best, I asked her. She hemmed and hawed and shook her head. It's not half bad, she finally admitted as if the words were torture to get out. Mommy said, handing the tray downstairs, Bubba said your chicken was the best. She did, she said, failing, failing to mask her surprise. This was high praise coming from Bubba, and I thought Mom straightened up a little bit with pride. Every day from then on, Mom made Bubba soup, fresh chala, and served it on her best dishes. It was a good medicine, and not for just for Bubba's flu. Each time Mom took Bubba her tray, they lingered together a little longer. One afternoon, while I listened at the door, I heard Bubba say, Molly, I have six daughters, and not one of them makes chicken soup to match yours. Oh, go on, Bubba, Mama said mildly. Can I get you some more? And I peeked into the room just in time to see Bubba raise herself on the bed and give Mama a long, good hug. I knew how that felt. Mom was blushing as she came out and scooted me away, but later she took me by the shoulders and said, Bert, if I grumble about the girl you marry, Just tell her to keep trying to love me anyway, and God will do the rest.
I think Bubba stayed on a few days extra just because she was having a good time. Seeing his wife and mother get along at last lifted a huge burden for my father. And I was glad God had heard my prayer and helped bring Mom and Bubba together. If we treat one another with respect and love, even if it's difficult, he will look after the rest. And that's what the two women I loved most in the world taught me when I was five years old. Thank you, God, for that story. It was really, really a blessing to us. And I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And God bless you. And may you get along with others. And if it happens to be your mother-in-law, you work the harder to, to love her and, well, accept. And that we all love each other the same way. And I wish you every blessing. And God bless you. And we'll meet again next week, 11 a.m., where we take out our Bible, and we'll be in First uh, Timothy chapter 3. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. God bless. Amen. Thank you.